Hey folks, thanks for joining us on the Society of Illustrators of Los Angeles podcast. My name is Santosh Oman, and I'm your host on the Artist Interview podcast. Today, we've got a real treat for you, and uh, we've got Connie J. Wong, who's an animation background designer and painter. She started her career at Titmouse and has worked at Warner Brothers, Disney TV, Disney Toons, uh, DreamWorks, and Sony Pictures. Hear about her journey from uh, uh, getting a math degree and going into teaching math to high schoolers uh, to Art Center, where she started as a transportation design major and uh, jumping into animation. So, take a listen and hear how uh, she made the uh, leap from being a math teacher to a background artist in animation and uh, how you can become a background artist as well. Enjoy the show. How are you doing, Connie? I'm really good, thank you. So, Connie, you are an animation background artist, right? That's correct. Tell us a little bit about that uh, career track or that part of animation that you've been doing for almost... Uh, Six years, I think, now? Yeah. Um, well, actually, I had a really roundabout way of getting to where I am now. Uh, I had kind of like a late career change in my life, in my life, and I initially actually had a degree in applied math from UCLA, and I worked applied in math. Wow. Applied math, yeah. I worked in various fields before that. So I was a high school math teacher. I worked in government. Uh, I was in marketing, medical insurance. So I did a bunch of uh, odd jobs, and they weren't at all creatively fulfilling. So. After about several years of working that way, I just finally decided, well, I'm going to do what I really wanted to do was to do this art and hopefully make a living out of it. But I had no idea at the time how to do it, like where to go about and what even careers existed. So um, I was thinking maybe I would just be doing greeting cards or calendar illustration or something. So you were open to anything, right? Well, I mean, I had no idea, like, you know, how could you even get a job doing anything fun, you know, so... I just basically enrolled myself at the local university, which is at, I was in Hawaii at the time, and I took some studio classes there, and I figured, well, I'm not really getting training that was directly teaching me any skills I could apply to jobs with, so I decided to move back to LA, which I'm from originally, and began taking classes um, anywhere I could find, and um, I, so I, I actually took classes like at Mount Sachs which is Mount San Antonio College in Walnut taking uh, 3D, like 3D, my, 3D, my yeah. classes. Yeah, yeah. Um, like LA Academy of Figurative Art, um, Nomen, and that was around the time when that episode one art book came out, um, Art of Star Wars. Oh yeah, that was Menace. amazing. Um, so I was like totally like enraptured with like the uh, designs that uh, were like Feng Zhu and uh, Doug Chang. Doug Chang, yeah. yeah, he was amazing. So I tracked down Feng and he was teaching at Nomen and so I took a class from him and he recommended me said well I asked him how do you do what you do and he's like we have to go to art center that's like no other way around it just to go there and did he have those videos up by then or was he just this was before he became became the big I think he was starting he... to put videos out okay. I think this was, yeah this was like when he was just take, teaching classes um so yeah I don't think he had like a big profile yet on videos but so he said, you know, you have to be, um, you have to go into industrial design and you have to go to art center. So that's what I did. <laughs> like, oh, wow. I had to find out how to do that. And in order to go to that school, you actually have a, to get a portfolio made first to a very targeted field. Hmm. And so I had to take classes at art center at night and uh, Pasadena City College. 
and uh, yeah, because they have a good a program. Very, there, yeah. yeah, like a theater, like a theater program. Yeah, for that. There's um, even some teachers that are there who teach also at Art Center, right? Or, right. Yeah. Um, Stan Kong and Albert um, Yu, I think, um, both went to Art Center, and they both have careers like in, in the entertainment industry. And so, yeah, they help students kind of corral them into applying to Art Center. So that they were actually very inspirational in me getting into the school and or helpful, I mean. Um, and so when I um, finally, uh, I actually applied and I got a scholarship, so that was really lucky because I, there weren't many uh, women applying for transportation design. Um, so I started off in transportation design and um, because they didn't have any entertainment design careers at that time. Hmm. So that was the closest, like if you wanted to do like concept art, kind of that, that was the track that most people, like uh, Ryan um, Church, Church, yeah, kind yeah. Of like you know that or Sydney, like that's how they yeah, kind of did oh, it. Yeah. So they did. Entertainment um, design wasn't that developed, right? Was that it was wasn't mostly illustration even yeah. until I actually like the third fourth term I was at Art Center. Okay. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So basically, it's that kind of uh, foundation, which is uh, drawing in perspective and design, and the same principles, but then with added more um, you know, digital painting and uh, rendering and that sort of thing. So. Um, I had to transfer, I had to do a major change when that program was created um, into entertainment design. So I had a year. And that set you back a little it bit? It did, or? actually, yeah. And uh, <laughs> I ended up almost like four years at Art Center. So, oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's a big deal. I mean, not as much as it is now, but I'm still sure it was expensive. It was, yeah. So yeah. I ended up having to uh, leave before I graduated. But, I think um, most people now are. I mean, it's like four years. Oh, man. Um, so, uh, so after that, um, oh, well, d during that time, I actually had some internships. So I interned at a, mo a mobile gaming company and at Disney Interactive Media Group. Hmm. I did, um, worked on their Tinkerbell online game, which is like their MMORPG. Hmm. I did some um, production art for that game. So that was like my and first... You were still... At Art Center. I was still at Art Center. Senior, was, junior, or? Um, that was probably, yeah, like my junior, in between, like a junior year. Um, so that was my first time actually being employed as an artist hmm. um, to do art. And uh, that's kind of a big transition, I think, for most people to, if you're not an artist, and to make that first step into actually working in yeah. the field. Oh, yeah. Having to produce art, you know, for something. So that's a lot different than if you're employed in some other uh, regard. So that was kind of a, one of the big steps, I think. Um, and, and how was that experience as an intern doing that work? Did you, were you like, okay, this is, this is great. I think I can handle this. Or was it overwhelming because they were, you know, there's a lot of work or, or how was that first experience for you it's, um, as an intern? It's a bit overwhelming in the sense that you're not sure the um, expectations of your, um, your ability to output, you know, and not so much quality, but it's more like the time. You know how much how much they people are expecting of how oh, yeah. how much time you have to get things done. You know, because you're a student, you're still kind of learning. Yeah, the you don't have the and, the shortcuts yeah, and, and everything, everything and, worked out. Yeah. yeah, so it always takes you at least for me a lot longer than I anticipate. So it was always like do something, but then it takes me like double the time that I think it's going to take, or the, maybe more than what they are expecting. So that was the hard thing, but. Um, I'm sure they were graceful, though, because they were like, okay. Yeah, you're just an intern getting, yeah. you know, like $15, 10 an hour. Um, so, yeah, that's, I guess, it's always good, I think, if you have that uh, kind of initial kind of half step to do that industry to help that. Um, so uh, that was fun to do, and it was really uh, fun to work in a production environment, environment and um, learn. I guess every company is so different, and that particular job, I had to learn Flash 
while I was working, so that was a little bit, uh, a little bit tough. But um, it is it just it, it is interesting to learn um, how actually uh, that was more like um, publishing advertising, I guess, hmm. more that. So how that um, how the workflow of people actually work in that industry. And and that was actually your first experience, sort of doing. Conceptual art, right? You said you were doing um, yeah, a yeah production. It was concept art and art for the game itself. So if you use the game, you could see the art in the game. In, in the game. So. so, so they actually let an intern do. That's production. pretty unusual, actually. Yeah, because yeah. they usually don't do that. <laughs> yeah, they usually don't. I guess it was an exception. So um, that's great. Yeah, um, there was like a like a mini game within the game. So it was, I guess that, that's why it wasn't as big of a deal. Like you know, they had like little games within. So. That's great. That's a great experience. Yeah, and um, and then after I graduated, my first job was another internship um, with Petrol Advertising, which is an advertising agency, and I was an illustrator doing texture painting and designs for ad, ad campaigns for Call of Duty, Saints Row, Tomb Raider, hmm. and Twisted Metal, that kind of stuff. So I was like, that's where I learned most of my Photoshop skills. Was just like you know um, how to paint using photo textures and paint. Um, take people's, take celebrities' arm, like, um, using celebrities' faces. Photo bashing. The, yeah, basically <laughs> Frankensteining um, models' parts onto the heads. Yeah. So that's a lot of uh, Photoshop techniques. <laughs> so did you did you use Photoshop in your, your Disney job, I'm sure, as well, right? Um, or, for painting, mostly. Yeah. It was just more like straight painting. Okay. Um, but with, like, in advertising, they use a lot of uh, photo textures to get out of realism because mm -hmm. they wanted to make it... Um, so the Disney job was more just um, like a paint, painterly kind of game. So that was more like almost animated kind of cartoon style. 2D almost style. Yeah, yeah. 2D style. Whereas um, for advertising, they want something really realistic usually um, for like a lot of the uh, like magazine ads or oh, yeah, those yeah. billboards, um, you know, packaging, stuff like that. So it needs to look very photoreal. And how, how was that experience? Because you hadn't done something like that before. Was it kind of, you said it was a little bit, of a challenge, right? Because I didn't have that um, use Photoshop extensively yeah. in school because that we used a lot of traditional media hmm. um, before, um, and uh, that was like a very uh, eye-opening experience to use Photoshop in that depth. Yeah, like there's a lot of uh, techniques like um, using like the adjustment layers. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, and um, clipping, you know, using masks and alpha channels and that kind of stuff. So that's all stuff that I didn't really use before and to learn that was very really great. Deadlines were pretty It's pretty tough. Yeah. But um everyone was working very hard and late and which is why I didn't want to stick in that industry because it's so grueling. Um but yeah it was it's good to uh to know that stuff. So trial trial by fire sort exactly, of exactly, you know? exactly. And I think that's the best way to learn. And so uh, after that internship you were probably close to getting your degree, right, at that point, right? Oh, okay, that was after I, after you I left finished, okay. um, yeah, Art Center. So that was my first kind of job out, out of school. And then right after that, I decided I really want to just do animation, which is my first love anyways. Mm. And uh, one of um, a good friend of mine, um, Angela Sung, was already working at Tim House on Motor City, and she put me in touch with the producer. I got a test. I tested for background design, and uh, that was my first animated job. Cool. Animation job. Yeah. yeah, and as far as your experience working on an animated show... Mm -hmm. Um, what has been one of your best experiences? You've worked for a range of companies, from Warner Brothers, DreamWorks, Disney, 
Um, have I missed any? Any um, other big streets? Yeah. Cartoon Network or? Uh, no, it was just yeah. I think that was all of them. Uh, what, what's, Disney Tunes and Disney TV. Disney Tunes. Yeah. What, what's been your best experience, um, or, so, or maybe favorite show that you've worked yeah, on? Yeah. Um, so I had a really great um, opportunity to work on a movie at Disney Tunes. I can't give a lot of details um, because of, I'm not liberty to talk about that part. But at least I can say, um, I was working on a movie and um, that. Uh, I had a lot of freedom to design. I was a visual, doing visual development prop design. Hmm. I was doing vehicle design in, in particular. And I really- Is it a movie that's not released or? Yeah, okay. it hasn't been released. And um, yeah, actually most likely won't be, so I can't really say much about it. But um, I was given the task to create designs that were driven by the action in the story. And that required some understanding of um, Real world mechanics and physical properties because it's a three. It would be a three D movie. Yeah. So if you're designing something that was going to fly, you have to kind of make it look like it would actually work, or you kind of have to know steering mechanisms because the characters are going to actually have to steer things. But yet it's a fantasy kind of prop, so you make it look weird, and you know you're um, adding all these crazy things, but you still have to make it look like believable that it actually it has to work. In order right. to do that, you actually have to do a lot of ton of research and how like a car would work or oh, yeah. a helicopter or something, you know, uh, those kinds of things. So, um, so were you was, Googling everything? <laughs> I did like, like half the time I was spending just, you know, online looking up every single like, you know, uh, entry about, um, the time period that I was designing for and the style and about like, um, how vehicles worked, and uh, even like stuff like um, like power sources, like different power ways, like you know something could be powered. So um, that was really just like uh, using everything that I've ever learned before, like at Art Center and um, all of the all of my design skills to uh, create something like that. And um, I got to do like. At, orthographic views and to paint like materials and color and everything so it was like start from to finish like doing silhouettes of designs and having the director pick out designs he liked hmm. from there flushing it out into a line drawing and line drawing um then using like photo textures and painting it up to look like to what actually looking like in 3d, 3D object right. and then from that you know doing turnarounds and stuff so and that was actually presented to john lassiter Oh, and that's he great. actually, I wasn't at the meeting, at the presentation meeting, but he, oh, I was told that he really liked them a lot. So I was really happy that, you know, something like oh, yeah, actually was presented great. to him. Yeah. So that was like amazing to like, just to have like the blue sky, like, do whatever, you know, it's just, here's a story of the script. You didn't have you know? much, much of yeah, a. Yeah, and like, just, you know, and just restrained. work with the art director and the director directly. And uh, so just have your designs presented to the head of the studio. So that that's was like, fantastic. that's kind of like a dream come true kind oh, of job. Yeah. So sounds like it. That was like the best thing I've done so far. And did the. 3D modelers basically use it, and did they actually construct the 3D designs? Yeah, so I, that that's was I was it was heading into that direction, yeah. and then um, the project was stalled. So, so you we didn't never, get to see your no, things visualized. No, I never got to see huh? it. Yeah, oh, maybe. But I did orthographic views. So yeah. which people I must explain to people it's like the top view, the side view, yeah, um, three quarter view, so that you design it so that somebody can actually make it and yeah, model yeah. in CG. Awesome! That sounds fantastic. In your in your time in your early days in animation, was there um, a mentor that you felt helped take your work to the next level, or that you feel was instrumental in in helping you grow as an artist? 
I think mostly um, it was tough in the beginning. Um, I don't really have one mentor or any mentor, but um, I would say like I had instructors that were really supportive and especially when you're starting out, it's really tough and it's really easy to get discouraged and sure. frustrated because you're learning fundamentals and it's not that fun. You know, just learning how to draw, learning perspective, um, learning how even, you know, to render a cube, you know, yeah. with, you know, uh, realistically and um, sometimes it's really frustrating and uh, I had an instructor, besides the ones I mentioned already, uh, PCC, um, uh, his name was Tommy Lin and he was my art, uh, transportation design instructor for Arts Center at Night and he was very encouraging and always kind of supported me even though I thought, you know, I'm not good at this, you know, I'm never going to get anywhere and he was always, you know, like being a cheerleader and saying, you know, just keep doing it, you know. You just know. do 300 uh, yeah. cubes and <laughs> Which is actually, that's the art center way, right? <laughs> but that, um, with anything, um, you do anything enough times, so you'll get good at oh, it. Oh yeah, I'm so, sure. Um, but, you know, just having somebody just to say, like, they believe in you, you could do it. That, that was, that, that that was great, just, yeah. just, you know, not even, you know, being like a mentor, meaning like, you know, they're giving you assignments or shepherding your career, but just to have somebody kind of say, you know what, you know, you know, it's, it's good, you know, this is a start, it's a good start, keep going, you know, and that was great. Um, uh, and besides that, I learned professionally, like I want to say people that I had, you know, learned a lot from are probably people like Mike Hernandez, who taught a lot about color oh, yeah. writing, I've taken classes with him. Our director at DreamWorks still, right? Right. Yeah. And then, um, another, amazing plein air, yes, guy, yeah. which is amazing. Um, his color, his uh, lighting sense is amazing. And then, um, Bill Perkins, oh, yeah, uh, who teaches in a lot of places. And I've taken his several of his uh, classes, and he has great insight on composition and um, image making, um, and storytelling. So, uh, that has been very uh, inspirational for me. Um, but mostly, I've learned most of the stuff on, on the job, like you said, trial by fire, you know, here's the assignment. And, you just kind of figure out what you have to do, and by doing it so many times, you finally get, you finally learn it while you're while you're doing it. So it's sort of like when I was working at Disney TV, I never actually had a full-time painting job before, but I was hired as a full-time painter. So I just did, you know, what I could to muddle through, and you end up, you know, you end up, it ends up working out. So yeah, eventually. So you said the first job at Titmouse, you had a test to take. Did you have to continue to take tests at the various jobs that you had after was that sort of the regimen for background artists because I know with storyboard art and other mm -hmm. particular positions so is it the same with background it art? It is the same mostly um, I think there's only one or two times I didn't have to take a test um, but most jobs do require that they just want to see if you can fit in with, fit in with the show style so yeah. um, it just makes, makes it sense. a lot easier for them but I feel like if you've worked a while they should be able to kind of extrapolate based upon your portfolio whether or yeah. not you can you know accommodate that show's look you know by based upon all the samples that you've done so far yeah but, but it's still i guess it's a, it's a tradition still i think um not being paid for a week of work is kind of sucky yeah how long did the test take it, it you can take a week and like i tested for um Cora, legend of Cora, and that definitely took like a week oh yes a it's a much much more complicated background just uh, um for pop design, there was like a crazy amount of work to do to start oh, a test. Yeah. But, like, I mean, it's a beautiful show, but I mean, to do that much work for free. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and you should, I guess if you take the test and you realize, you know, like, if this is a test, what is my job going to be like? So that yeah. should be a warning I mean, to you. <laughs> I mean, if, if you were not as experienced, it would be great samples. But since you have a ton of experience, it's like, okay, yeah, I have, you know, stuff in my portfolio already, right? So... But I mean, I can understand it's just easier for the production, yeah. especially a producer who may not actually, you know, have an eye for, a specific eye for 
um, art to have like a physical like yeah. oh this is a sample from this person this is a sample from this which person do I like better you know uh, but still as the artist it's it's kind of a drag to always have to test all the time yeah I remember hearing too that even on DuckTales the directors have to take a test a storyboard test mm -hmm. so it's like okay wow every position is tested in the industry it's like why aren't producers being taking tests yeah, right it's like fair is fair yeah seriously so um how do you get most of your jobs? Are you um, pretty much checking the sites? or I mean, you probably have met a lot of people over the uh, last six, seven years. Is it more word of mouth? Hey, did you hear about this, right? Or for you, you know, how did you... It definitely seems like the majority of the jobs is through more, the word of mouth through my former coworkers and classmates. Um, so that's why it's very good to um, make friends with everyone and not be mean to anyone. Yeah. Because that will definitely bite you in the back, bite you in the back um, at some point. Um, but there, I did have jobs where I applied through email, like a mass email so online, because mm -hmm. um, they were just looking for a very specific skill set, and um, that was one of the ways. Um, and just by networking at industry events like CTN and also... Uh, women in Animation. Women in yeah. Animation, actually, which I met um, my uh, the director, the art director for the show that I was working on home. Yeah. And that's how I actually, she gave me some freelance to do, and that's how I ended up working on that show. So definitely meeting people and uh, finding out what, because timing is such an important aspect of getting a job. It's true, yeah. Um, you could be totally qualified and fit for that job, the perfect candidate, but if there's not a position, then they're not hiring, then, you know, what they're, but, you know, so it's all about your timing and uh, mostly I think it's timing and knowing, you know, what jobs are available at the time, so. Hmm. So, um, you, the last job you worked at was, Sony feature. Do you um, now find it easy to jump uh, between feature and TV um, in terms of... Yeah, that's a good question. Um, that was actually for a live action movie and oh, it's okay. still in development so I can't talk about it much but um, I'm not sure how they found my um, information but they just wanted me to start working as soon as possible and just doing some concept art for a pitch that they were doing. And you um, had just finished your other gig, right? Or yeah, I just left um, DreamWorks TV because um, I wanted to work on my own project. So and you said you were working on Home, right? Yes, yeah, Home, okay. the, the TV series. Um, so um, I would say that I guess there isn't much of a transition, I think. But um, at the same time, yeah, it's tough. But I feel like um, to get more of those feature jobs, I think my portfolio has to reflect that. And I think for that particular um, uh, movie, the director saw that my work was a good fit for their uh, particular style that they're mm -hmm. looking for, but I think to actually get more work, I think I have to broaden and be more um, have more detailed. Because most of my pieces that I have in my portfolio are from TV, and yeah. TV is very stylized and flat, and uh, a lot of features are are CG, and they want more depth and more form, volumetric lighting, more detail, and we don't have that time in TV to make oh, yeah. you gotta... backgrounds that have you know a ton of detail. What's and... what's the usual time that you're given to do, like say? A, a one background is there an average or no each th each production is probably yeah, different yeah each production has an average because it depends on the show style so if yeah. you have a very a simpler style yeah like home is a little bit easier it's, right? yeah, it's simpler yeah. um, so but what, what's one of the harder shows that you've been on that have I, th I would say uh, the Disney show that I was working on Pen Zero Pen oh, yeah. Hero um, those backgrounds were pretty detailed and the work so the flow, texture right and it was creating all the textures and the workflow um, we had to make um, separate all of the 
uh, objects in assets separately so they mm -hmm. could be used by the outsourcing company. Um, so everything had to be in its own separate layer. Um, like so it had to be really organized. It's super organized and like the, like a highlight on a on a table had its own layer, and the dark side of the dark side had its own layer. So like we had a ton like maybe each object in something would have like ten layers. So I had huge files and just creating all those layers and everything was all vector based. Oh so yeah. I do vector based. Because um, the show is vector based, right? I think. Uh, or, right, and yeah. just um, they wanted very clean edges for everything. So hmm. all the things that we were painting were actually all we had to create vectors for everything. So wow, that's painting. a lot of work. So just thinking about <laughs> a tree, how many vectors you'd have to make to create a tree, you know. So, so, so was, it was still Photoshop. It was all Photoshop. Okay. Um, so like creating vectors for every Us, shape. Using the then, pen tool and... Yeah, yeah, it's just very time consuming. So, you know, each background could take, you know, days to do. And that's not very feasible in a TV Poor, show. But yeah. we were making it work and a lot of people were killing themselves <laughs> to do that. <laughs> Sounds so, like it. So, yeah, uh, that um, was probably the, one of the most elaborate... Um, backgrounds for TV that I've done, but even so, comparing that to feature, they have like weeks to work yeah. on the background. So it's hard to compare if you're looking to hire somebody to see that you know jump like oh they can paint you know this flat style or textured style, but doesn't does it translate to 3D? It's a tough decision to. So yeah, um, I think for people that are looking to feature, I think they definitely have to cater their portfolio specifically to that. So where do you see yourself in five to ten years? Do you want to go the feature route? But what where do you see the industry going and where do you see yourself in the industry? Okay, well, I guess I use the two, two separate questions because I yeah. feel like I uh, want to go to feature just because I the way that I work is very meticulous and plotting and um, to work in TV is very exhausting for me because I have to work a lot faster than I'm, not, what I'm yeah. that I would like to, but mm -hmm. if I can do it, it's just not very fun for me and I would much rather have the luxury of time and I could, you know, finesse something and I don't mind working on something for a long time and having 20 people give me notes because I prefer that I want to make it better and make yeah. it more applicable to the story or whatever so I I think just pers personally I think I fit better in that kind of workflow um, so that and I also want to work on my own thing um, my husband and I are talking about a story that we're developing together and I want to get that maybe like a web comic out for that hmm. um, so I want to work on that like and hopefully get that going in some form um, Hopefully, you know, market that, and uh, we'll see how that. So that's what I want to do in you know five or ten years from and now. That's that's where I met you doing a story on uh, at John Ramirez's class. Yes, exactly. And that CDA, story yeah. that I was kind of talking about in class yeah. is the one I've been working on. Oh, so, that's awesome! Yeah, that's so, great. Um, that's what must have been a good experience to kind of pitch it and get other people's well, feelings. That was the first time it. I actually pitched it. And yeah. It was, or Outside it. of your your you and your husband, right? right yeah. And pitching in general. So yeah. I guess that was a good exercise. In, oh yeah. I'm sure. Standing in front of people and talking about a story. Yeah. Which is actually really fun. It was. I think it was a great experience. I think everyone should do it. Exactly. <laughs> it's almost like acting, what people say acting, it's therapeutic. I think if you yeah. have a story that you are developing yourself as your own yeah. idea and to be able to kind of tell that story to somebody and hopefully if they have an interest in seeing their interest in it, yeah. kind of, it's really rewarding, I think. So do you see yourself putting more time into this and eventually this may be becoming something more that you're I would hope so yeah doing. that's the general plan um, doing so some kickstarters or yeah yeah, um, yeah so hopefully getting crowd some kind of crowdfunding, crowdfunding um, yeah. publishing a book and yeah. then um, you know maybe a comic book or something and maybe pitching it to a studio or something so that's, that's great what I would love to do and then as far as the industry goes I see that um, it seems like since I did mostly work in TV I feel like um, 
cable is kind of losing uh, its market share to mm. online streaming services. Yeah. And I think um, cable um, network and cable TV shows are probably not going to be as profitable as uh, net, as you know Amazon or Netflix yeah, yeah. now. So I think um, so. There's right now like a resurgence. So when I was in school, there wasn't that big resurgence in TV at that time yet. And so that's why my job, I was looking more for video games and thinking about oh I'll go into ID industrial design to learn more uh, prop making for um, other things. Film like maybe Film, or yeah. yeah. Um, but now TV is you know blooming booming because of you know all the online yeah. content that people are craving. Um, so um, I think that's just what industry is going just more streaming yeah. online content and people making their own content too. Like so that the advent of you know cheaper computers, faster computers, software being more accessible. I think people are just going to make their own content now, putting their own um, stories out there. Yeah. That's true. So. You had mentioned that you had started kind of in doing 3D. Do you do you see or do you foresee yourself doing a little bit of 3D because you had sort of kind of began with Maya because now a lot of backgrounds are 3D or mm -hmm. even I know some 2D or concept artists use 3D as sort of a way to kind of set up their lighting and then they, they, they speed paint over it, you know? Yeah, helpful. I've done it myself yeah. to do Do you SketchUp or Maya I did, I did use um, SketchUp to uh -huh. do some layouts before. Yeah. Um, and it is super helpful when you're doing like a dramatic three-point perspective. Yeah, um, yeah. You have a lot of technical uh, hard surface forms. So it is definitely a very helpful tool. I think it just can make your workflow a lot faster mm -hmm. uh, once you learn it. And learning it doesn't take that long. You know, there's a bunch yeah. of videos online to do that. Um, so yes, I think um, that's the way to go. And most, it seems like most kids and people like to watch 3D CG shows. So shows to see more, to have more uh, interest. Awesome. So, what would you tell somebody who's starting now and wants to get into animation, as far as background design? Because your official title was background designer, concept art, or visual development, sort of. Uh, that's sort of mixed sometimes into well, it's, it's one or because for TV you're either a back background designer or a background painter. They usually don't have because somebody will paint the background. One person layouts, will draw yeah. the backgrounds, design the backgrounds, and then the person will paint it. So usually separated functions. So yeah. I have done both jobs, and it would be nice if, like in future that job is combined mostly. Yeah. So uh, so I guess I have to separate it because if it's TV, then it's either a background designer or a background painter. But for future, it's concept artist or visual development. So yeah. That's why it's like a four, four, uh, but it's really the same thing. Yeah, so, oh yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, that's the, and so what was the question? So as far as somebody wants to get into oh, right, how they to get in. right. background design, because it, it is a challenging career because of the knowledge of perspective, mm -hmm. um, composition, and then if you're a background painter, you've got to understand color, harmonies, and all that Value, stuff, right? Um, yeah, I think it's like, um, just with anything practice so especially now it's a lot easier to find uh, tutorials online and I think that's a great way to start um, YouTube yep. <laughs> YouTube everything um, and just taking classes online can even help yeah. too um, so you can find a lot of free content online I think that's a good way to start and then taking actually taking a class where you actually have to show up I think just puts you in the mindset of doing work and learning because that's actually the best way to learn is to do assignments yeah and if you have an instructor that's guiding you through foundation I think that's probably 
the fastest way to learn, but you don't have to, you know, go to school or anything, but I think having a guided instructor, you know, teaching you certain um, skill sets that you'll need, that's probably the easiest um, way to, and the fastest way to kind of get up to uh, that level. And it's gonna take a lot of time as far as practicing because, you know, none of this, none of, no one's born with the knowledge to do perspective or yeah. to paint or anything. That is just comes from doing it yourself and, you know, somebody telling you like what to, the steps by, you know, like, oh, this is what, how I do it and you can learn from that. And so you don't have to actually repeat, like lose time by uh, maybe, you know, doing things like, um, I feel like an instructor is there to kind of tell you the fastest way to learn a particular skill set. So they're kind of just kind of a guide for you. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, you can learn it on your own as well. And like people have like they're self-taught, like a lot of illustrators are self-taught as well. And they've been amazing. So as far as you know, I mean, a lot of people now have been doing online classes and classes at different schools. Do you think a four year, you know, program is, is needed or you think, oh yeah, there's a place for that. And then a place for, you know, they, there's concept design Academy, LAFA, you know, the streaming CGMA, you know, I mean, what, what's your opinion on like, like a traditional school versus yeah. um, like a technical you, 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 school. You went, both, you went yeah. sort of both, right? Yeah, yeah. I think um, I think now the technical schools and the ones that are online are, are so good right? yeah. because they offer, before they were just uh, specialized in the amount of uh, classes they offer, but now I feel like they're offering more foundation classes. Yeah. So I feel like before you couldn't get that foundation into perspective and yeah. color theory. and So now having a foundation class that you could take it's actually mimicking the same amount of same curriculum you would get at a four-year university, I think. Um, so, I mean, it's just sad to say because I did spend a lot of money on school. <laughs> but if you don't have to do that because you feel like you were compelled to get a degree, um, I think you could just skip that and go right to, um, you know, CGMA or any of those CDA, Alafa, and um, as long as you're dedicated. I think for me, I think I probably did need to go to. A school like Art Center because they just force you to do it and you just feel so compelled because everyone is so competitive and oh, yeah. very it's a very competitive very environment you feel like if you don't it's almost do or die you know so yeah, I think yeah just having that fire lit underneath you will help you just advance which I needed that kind of uh, advancement because I was already behind um, so um, I think that's good for some people that need that kind of motivation and structure so I think it mm. depends on your own personality I think if you are motivated you can very easily just learn those same skills on you know from yeah, other oh sources yeah. not a four-year degree yeah i mean it's it's fascinating to see people coming out of high school with some amazing talent if mm -hmm. they know what they want to do yes. i mean even youtube there's a, a girl named sarah tevest uh, t-e-p-e-s and you, you like from 2006 or 7 to like now you see like her her advancement that she learned basically from online and it's like it's we're seeing an incredible talent come out of just online it's but, all about your focus and motivation i believe and yeah you know, with right. the resources then you know just all the resources you have at your fingertips on yeah. the, the internet i think it's just whatever you really want to do and this it's all about how much you really want to do it and you're going to be teaching a class on digital painting at uh the society of illustrators of los angeles can you tell us a little bit about that Yes, yeah, so the class is supposed to start um, June 22nd, and mm -hmm. I it's a title, it's called Introduction to Digital Painting and Color Composition Through Photoshop. And I want to do, um, 
I would like to cover all the aspects of image making, um, but focusing on digital paint. So um, basically learning about visual communication through, through my demonstrations and um, we'll study films and some uh, examples of master works like illustrators, golden age illustrators. I have class assignments and some in-class exercises and that's just to um, kind of maybe it, like it will have a still life setup and I'll paint, I'll paint, I'll do the painting and the students can do the painting if they have their own laptop and uh, some kind of walk-on or a Cintiq and that way you can kind of compare what you know you're trying to do with you know how I actually will paint something and learn that process and I want to cover how to organize values in an image mm. and that's, that's super important when you're starting a painting because a lot of times when a painting doesn't work and you don't understand why it's because the value groups are um, not, just not clear yeah. not clear and so you don't your eye doesn't know where to look hmm, yeah. um, or it's just like the uh, it's just scattered the they'll just be the uh, really bright areas in the background and the same brights in the foreground so that those competing um, disorganized values flatten the space and create chaos hmm. so um, to actually make something that looks uh, clear and um, that we understand, you know, what an image is kind of, um, that's uh, something that is skipped a lot. I think people just rush right into color and um, I think just be able to go to go over that and to have it, um, to go over the clear ways on grouping values and keeping each value grouping within a certain range, um, that will be super helpful for people because that's um, something that I even struggle with at this point hmm. still too. It's very easy just to especially in a production schedule to not just to like start filling color and not even think about, you know, cause that's something, it's a step that you have to do, but sometimes you don't have time to do it. So you're just kind of like, you just luck into getting it right. But sometimes because you're not really thinking about the values, which you should be, that will just make your whole piece fall apart. So it's even that I still have to think about that too. So definitely we'll cover that and also cover um, how to light something and create volume. So hmm. volumetric lighting, how to paint something. Like um, we'll start off with simple ge geometric shapes like a cone, a sphere, and a cube, and uh, how to make that look, you know, realistic and um, have a with different light sources, like maybe one key light or two. Um, and, and this is all going to be probably done in Photoshop or whatever paint program yes, they Photoshop. have. Photoshop. Right? Um, so that's the industry standard is Photoshop. So it'll, Photoshop would be the, so. Um, yeah, we'll definitely uh, cover Photoshop techniques um, using brushes, custom brushes. Um, different um, adjustment layers, you know, my, my own workflow that is probably uh, very applicable to similar workflows to other industries as well, just in how to organize layers and um, just different tools in Photoshop as yeah. well. Um, we'll also uh, cover material indication, so how to paint different glass and um, matte objects, you know, shiny objects, you know. Um, that's important. That's, um, you know, important to do because if you are ever going to paint something, you want to communicate what it is supposed to be. So if it's supposed to look like a car, yeah. you know, should have a certain look or something, you know, you want to, you know, specular, specular highlights. Or... Yes, exactly. Um, so that will be covered. Um, also, and of course, go ahead. When, uh, when was this, uh, this kind of desire to teach or when did it come in terms of like, did you decide, well, you know, I, uh, Obviously, was told. Peter Paul mentioned it to me. He's like, you know, Connie wants to teach. 
when did you sort of have that desire to well teaching teacher? in general I find rewarding because I was a math teacher oh, okay, in high yeah, school yeah. so I, I had a lot of that was actually one of the hardest jobs I've ever had and did you have a degree in math you said or applied math degree okay so you had your math degree and then you went to oh, so yes. Okay. yes um, but it's really rewarding to uh, kind of impart your knowledge yeah. to help people advance you know their career path so I think that and I'm also mentoring um, I'm also part of the women in animation mentorship program oh yeah I'm That's a mentor great. Um, for this year, and my mentee is um, an uh, artist at DreamWorks TV, visual development artist, and I find that um, being able to um, go over, you know, what I've learned and apply it to her project that she's working on, I'm going over composition and storytelling and, you know, doing paint overs for her. Um, I'm actually learning a lot because I'm thinking about uh, how to organize my process in my own mind and actually things that I'm picking up from taking classes because I'm still currently taking classes and I so to be able to kind always of always learning right yes you're always you have to always have yeah. always be learning but be able to kind of uh, formulate that to clearly is like you're absorbing it and kind of digesting it and to be able to teach somebody you have to actually learn it yourself yeah so that's the best way to learn is to teach teach it as well so and I love just um, helping pe helping people to improve their art and I think that's really rewarding and I think Anything that I've learned, if I could, um, you know, help people uh, be inspired or uh, figure out, you know, a problem, you know, with maybe some values or um, just improve like what they're trying to communicate, I think that would just be really great to do that. Um, just being like a, being a mentor, I think is great too. That's great. So you you mentioned that it's not necessarily geared toward animation; it's mm -hmm. just general principles of of painting as applied to the digital medium, right? Yes, which so. can apply to all forms of like illustration, um, animation, film, video games, publishing. I mean, it has such a wide range, wide range yeah. of applications. So just being able to use Photoshop um, and, um, you know, just even like color theory and perspective, a lot of that is not even um, covered a lot of times by some, like if you'll, I think those are important things to kind of just know. Um, yeah. And, you know, we're not going to go too much like into public clothing. That could be that could be another class in itself. But yeah. just enough to you know, you know what is, um, you know what, how to mix, you know how to find a color in Photoshop, and you know because um, sometimes it can be kind of daunting. Like you think, an apple is red always, but it's not actually because an apple at nighttime doesn't really look red. It could actually look blue. And um, so, if you understand a little bit about color theory, that would definitely help you. And how absorbs, if, it, if yeah. it's a green light on apple it will look brown so um that kind of stuff you know if you and hopefully i'll be able to bring examples of that um and show um how different light sources affect like a warm light on an object versus a cool light to go a light from a window from the sky will make something look completely different if you turn on your lamp light because that'll mm. look a lot warmer so um that and you know that learning that kind of stuff will help you when you're creating um anything um if you want to uh, create something like an image for a video game or a film, that is all the same principles to apply to any kind of form of illustration. Awesome. Well, thanks for uh, spending some time with us. Uh, any parting words for our listeners out there? I think um, just pursue what you really want to do. Um, don't do something that you think would be okay and sort of you know fun, but then or what your parents want to do, exactly. <laughs> what you like, want they. To do. Yeah, I think you, everyone knows in their gut what they really like, yeah. and I think um, you just have to bite the bullet and just plunge into it. And it's not going to be overnight for sure. It's going to be a lot of uh, 
hours of you know just learning basics before drawing you, cubes painting cubes painting cubes <laughs> spheres um, <laughs> painting trees or yeah. whatever um yeah anything um but you know you will if you do it if you really want to do it i think you find ways to learn it and i think just not being afraid to pursue what you really want i think that's really great because ultimately that's what will make you happy like you're hmm. not settling for something that isn't really going to be something that you really want to do is just going to because i've done so many jobs that were just like soul-sucking work for me I mean, it would've, it would've that's been your journey something. right of course yeah. yeah i think that's everyone's journey i think yeah. um people end up you know finding what they really like eventually but i think if you just have the just the focus and kind of um, fearlessness to actually just do it from the get-go i think you would save yourself a lot of time and money so awesome. hopefully that will inspire some people just to get out there you know find sources online and take classes and just you know just draw and paint on their own and uh keep practicing Thank you for listening to our show. To check out Connie's work, go to www.connie-wong.blogspot.com. If you're interested in taking her digital painting class, go to www.si-la.org backslash class and you can uh, register for her uh, summer class. Please take some time to rate us on iTunes. Every review means a lot to us and it's going to help us in some way or another. And if you'd like to learn more about the Society of Illustrators of Los Angeles, uh, an illustration community that's been around since 1953, and you'd like to become a member, uh, go to www.si-la.org backslash join. A lot of benefits that uh, come from that class, including or come from that uh, organization, including uh, networking, uh, discounts, and uh, uh, getting into the Illustration West. Uh, competition. So you can connect with me on Twitter at Santosh913. Stay tuned for more exciting episodes. Talk to you soon. Bye.